Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. And it all comes down to this. Welcome in. It's Mike in the Morning. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me on this. Really, I mean, it's been National Championship Week. But it is National Championship Wednesday. Today. All the marbles. Whatever cliche sports phrase you want to use, that that's today. It all comes down to to this and uh, I know state fans don't want to hear this side of it because you wish that your team would have gone 2 and 0 and that there was no pressure whatsoever and you're already celebrating your national championship but sports fans deserve a night like we're getting tonight this is going to be incredible theater so I'm glad you guys are with me and and what a win last night for Mississippi State so we're going to talk about all of it we're going to talk about the win last night uh Preston Johnson just having one of the best moments uh, that that I've seen in so long. I mean, he was he was great last night, but the best moment was what he did after he gave up a home run. Just hilarious, dominating performance from Mississippi State, setting up an incredible, an incredible game three with incredible arms. We'll talk about all that, the pitching matchup tonight, all that good stuff, and uh, right here on the live stream. And if you're just a, if you're new, a new viewer, if I can figure out how to talk this morning, if you're a new viewer. Uh, I do this every morning, 8 a.m., give or take, uh, on Periscope, which is how a lot of you are watching right now. Uh, my Facebook page, just search my name, YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, just search my name right there. Find me on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Search my name or Mike in the morning, you can get this there. Subscribe wherever you're listening or however you can listen. And if you like, leave a rating and a review. I would appreciate that very, very much. So thank you. and. Um, Let's get started. Now, I'll get started uh, right here with the comments. If you want to be like these guys, you can do that uh, wherever you're watching this. Uh, I can display your comments just like this one. It's really cool. Uh, JP says, morning, Mike. Rare air today, my man. The SIP can finally claim a national title. Been a long time coming. Uh, Yeah, I actually had this uh, for later in my my little rundown that I make here. Um, But I'll just... I'll just do this now. It would be very apt for Mississippi State's first national championship to be baseball. It would just make sense, right, with how much state fans care, how much invest, how much is invested uh, in baseball at Mississippi State emotionally, how much is invested financially. Uh, the big, beautiful stadium you built, the history of the program with, with all the great players that have gone through and great coaches and everything that Mississippi State puts into college baseball. It's uh, Nobody does it more than Mississippi State as far as investment and, and fan care, you know, how much emotion is put into it on top of the financial commitment. It, it would make sense that baseball is the first national championship 
in school history. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but Mississippi State has not won a national championship in a team sport in school history. The broadcast has only put up that graphic about a thousand times. I, I did find it, I mean, it was hilarious, though, that uh, as they're showing the graphic and panning through the outfield, you've got Barstool's Brandon Walker for some reason holding up a zero in the crowd as they have the graphic up. I mean, just terrible timing, but uh, it would be apt. It would make sense. Uh, and it's deserved. I mean, how much you guys have put into this, how much you care about it, how, how many times you've been here. This is your 12th trip to the College World Series for this to be the one, for this to be the national championship that Mississippi State Athletics wins first. Baseball makes all the sense in the world. Um, like you said, JP, long time coming been a really, really long time coming, and uh, it would make sense. It's apt, for sure. Zach says, uh, for all the 200 people that are watching the series on TV anyway, yeah, the TV number for game one was, I I thought it was a typo. It was so bad. Uh, A lot of it, a lot of it has to do with the, the blowout and a busy sports day that's not usually this busy. Kind of stands on its own, typically, but you've got playoffs because of the late start to the season that have dipped into it, so that that hurts as well. Uh, last night's number won't be much better, uh, considering it was another rain-delayed blowout. But I was shocked at the television number for Game 1. Just over 300,000 people. It's usually a million 300,000 people. That was, that was bizarre uh, to see. But tonight, very, very different story tonight. Um, who do you like tonight, if you haven't said already? Will, I uh, I picked Mississippi State to win the national championship to start the series. Um, Kumar Rocker going tonight kind of makes it feel uncomfortable, but that's who I picked. I, I said Vanderbilt's going to win game one because they have the clear advantage with Leiter uh, over McLeod. But I said Vanderbilt's going to win game one, State's going to win the series. That that was my pick going into it. Um. JP, I'll get to that in a second, Um, because that's something I want to talk about. Norman says, uh, a chance of chasing Rocker within three to four innings, and Maldonado threw 42 pitches Monday, bullpen. Uh, I wouldn't count on anybody chasing Rocker after three to four innings, although Mississippi State's approach last night was spectacular. I mean, that that was a great offensive night for Mississippi State, Uh, even though Vanderbilt kind of handed them, not kind of, I mean, they handed them a lot of free bases and free passes, 14 hits or 14 hits. Uh, State's bats really competed last night and really pushed the envelope. And uh, that approach, again, uh, would be uh, – it's possible. I wouldn't count on a lot of runs tonight. I wouldn't count on chasing Rocker. I think this is going to be a 3-2 to two kind of game tonight. Uh, low scoring because of who's on the mound and who's available for um, for both teams, but especially for Mississippi State. So – I'll get to more of your comments in a second. I do want to get um, to the game last night. It, it felt like you kind of handed Vanderbilt game one. It, the free passes that McLeod gave Vanderbilt, it felt like you kind of handed that game over. And after the first inning, uh, really settled in and was closer than the score would indicate. Last night, it kind of felt like the reverse, right? It, even though, again, 14 hits is 14 hits. Mississippi State was winning the game last night Regardless, I mean, they were going to win, but Vanderbilt gave you, what was it, 10 walks, and eight of them came in the first three innings. Eight of them came in the first three innings. And 
also three errors that really kept innings going or, or got innings started. So Mississippi State feels like they kind of gave one to Vanderbilt in game one, and then the, kind of the inverse happened last night. Vanderbilt, I'm sure, feels like they kind of handed one to Mississippi State, although the end result would have been the same. Errors, no errors. Walks, no walks. 14 hits uh, is winning that game last night over the three that Vanderbilt had, uh, without a doubt. So uh, now it comes down to uh, who's going to play the cleanest game tonight and who's going to be the sharpest on the mound on short rest. Um, Johnson was great last night. Great last night. And, and the, there's two things that come with his start. First of all, first of all, um, the game within the game. Johnson was great. And that helps. It's a great thing. You won the game. But more importantly, because of his outing, he didn't have to use Sims. He didn't have to use him. And so now today, you could have a quick hook-ish on Will Bednar on what I think will be a a pitch count. And more on that in a second. I don't think Will Bednar's throwing 110 pitches tonight. I think there's going to be some kind of a cap on, on how many he throws. But you can bring Sims in in the sixth and and only use him for the rest of the game. I mean, he's rested. He's ready to go. Johnson, last night, pitching the way he did, he was just absolutely excellent. What's his stat line? It was uh, five complete, just two hits, one earned run, seven strikeouts. And, I mean, <laughs> waving goodbye to that home run in the ninth is one of the funniest things I've seen. I mean... <laughs> Oh, man, that's hilarious. I mean, he's pitched a hell of a game. It's the ninth inning. The game is over. It's over, right? Done. Uh, guy for Vanderbilt, I forget who it was here. I'll, I'll um, Was it Romero that hit it? I think it was Romero, right, that hit that one? Um, turns around and just waves to it. <laughs> I mean, the ball was absolutely crushed, but that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> He's pitched a hell of a game, and the reason why he's going viral today is not because of how well he pitched, but because he turned around and waved at the baseball as it went over the fence. That That's just hilarious. But what he did last night, and then Mississippi State piling it on. So Vanderbilt kind of, like I said, kind of handed the game over early. Mississippi State was up, what, 5-1 to one after 3, 6-1 to one after 4, 8-1 uh, to one after 5, but completely slamming the door. And not letting Vanderbilt get back in it at all allowed you to save Landon Sims. And now you have, I mean, four innings. You could really stretch him if you want because he's rested and ready. That was massive, massive for Mississippi State last night. So not only did they win yesterday, the way they won gave them such an advantage tonight because Vanderbilt has used Maldonado. It was only, what, 40 pitches or so? He'll be okay tonight. Uh, Rockers got more rest than Bednar, which is important. Uh, but Sims hasn't thrown yet. And because of what Johnson did, Mississippi State now has a clear advantage. Sims is better than Maldonado anyway, I think. Maldonado is very good, though. But it's a Sims that hasn't been used yet versus a Maldonado that pitched two nights ago. That's a big, 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 big deal. So Mississippi State's offense just burying Vanderbilt late. Uh, Well, they put up a five spot. What was it? Bottom of the seventh inning. Really just eliminated all doubt for using Sims. 
So they won last night and gave themselves an advantage today in the bullpen aspect of tonight's game, in which I think will be a very close baseball game on a night where Bednar is probably going to be on some kind of pitch limitation. That was absolutely freaking massive last night for Mississippi State, not having to use him. Because I remember when they they ran him down to the bullpen, I was thinking to myself, you know, it'd be great if he's just going to hang out down there for the rest of the game. Because, I mean, if it was seven to one, maybe you still don't use him, but you have to think about it because you have to win the game. Shutting the door from Johnson last night, that that did two things, and, and that was awesome. And then State's offense competing the way they did and putting up runs also made that decision very, very, very comfortable. Uh, Charlie says, now take the under. Yeah, you know, under didn't hit again last night. I mean, I didn't think that Vanderbilt was just going to walk everybody and their brother to start the game, but here we are. Um, another message. We have the home field advantage. It was electric last night. Freshman pitchers felt it, especially 17-year-old. <laughs> That kid for Vanderbilt, 17 years old. I don't know how many times they told you that. So you probably didn't know. Carl Ravitch only reminded you about a dozen times. Um, Chad says, State didn't swing at many non-strikes last night. Yeah, it was definitely a much better offensive approach for Mississippi State. Um, you know, it's not against Jack Leiter, which which changes things. But still, it was a much better approach offensively last night. State was much more patient. Uh, they didn't let Vanderbilt get away with anything. And Omp's zone last night was was a little tight and a little inconsistent, but it was a little tight. And State showed great plate discipline last night. There were borderline pitches that they didn't give to Vanderbilt and got on base and got some walks and then timely hitting. And then, boom, the game just exploded early and then was never in doubt later. JP says, let's be real. You said it yesterday. First live stream you've completely missed, by the way. Yeah, I was wondering where you were at. But um, Vandy is not hitting. I, 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 you know, one of the few things I get right. I said yesterday, Vanderbilt is at is in the championship series not because they're hitting. They haven't hit well at all in Omaha. Uh, they didn't hit a ball hard at all in game one. Fat chance the averages improve uh, against Bednar and Sims. Yeah, it's um, it's going. It should be a really low scoring game tonight. Vanderbilt's going to have to win by limiting runs. Uh, that's it because they're not competitive enough offensively right now to make it count. Mississippi State handed them game one. I hate it for the kid, but Christian McLeod handed Vanderbilt game one, just handed it to him. They they did not compete for that win. They didn't have to. It was given to them. Last night, Harding and Johnson made Vanderbilt earn it, and they didn't earn it. There's your difference. And that little thing that Harding does cracks me up so bad. I saw a lot of people that, that don't watch college baseball notice that for the first time yesterday. It's hilarious. But um, Bernardo Sims tonight for sure. 17-year-old Little is the next rocker, without a doubt. I mean, that kid's going to be a star. He's not ready yet. I mean, he should be pitching against little Timmy. But instead, he's pitching against future draft picks and major leaguers. Whole different world. But yeah, he's the, he's the next Kumar rocker. That kid is going to be an absolute superstar uh, in the very, very near future. He's going to be an absolute superstar. LOL at Harding. Yeah, I mean, what? How do you, how do you learn that that is what you're comfortable with? You know what I mean? You know, every like in golf, everybody's got their own pre-shot routine because it's whatever comes to them and whatever feels comfortable. But how does this deal right here? 
how do you learn that that is what you're most comfortable with? It's hilarious. He does that and then throws that change up, which is, I mean, just what when he's got that change up on, I don't know how you hit the baseball sometimes. It's a mystery. When you're throwing that, especially when he got it down in the zone last night, where it starts, you know, about mid-thigh high and ends up just at the very bottom of the zone, how do you hit that ball? How do you hit it? You can know it's coming, and how do you hit it? It's crazy. Um, he'll end up being a potential star as well if, if he's not already. He was, And I saw some criticism for Chris Limonis pulling him early last night. Um, you had arrested Johnson, and obviously that worked out very, very well. Uh, he was ready to give you a uh, an extended outing. But Harding was on short rest as well. So I, I am I am not going to be critical of Chris Limonis today. I, I saw some of it last night. You know, why are you pulling him? He's doing well. He was on shorter rest. You were going to burn Johnson regardless. I mean, Preston Johnson was not going to pitch today. Unless, unless the absolute perfect storm happened and Harding like went nine innings, which was never going to happen because I assume he was on some kind of a pitch limitation anyway. Um, so, no, that was the right move at the right time. You were likely not going to be able to use Johnson today. So you might as well go to him the second you feel like there's any kind of velo slip or anything with Harding, and I assume he was on some kind of a pitch limitation because he was on shorter rest. No criticism from me there, uh, for sure. He said we bought up all the tickets, too. Yeah, I mean, that's a state home game. It's a state home game. I, I said yesterday on, on the stream, and then Richard stole it on the radio show. Uh, he gave me credit, though, I guess, so I'll, I'll forgive him. But there are more people in Omaha than have ever been in a Mississippi State game at Duty Noble Field. Without a doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that there are more people at the College World Series tonight, last night, and Monday that are Mississippi State fans that have ever watched a game in Starkville. 900 or whatever miles away. 13-hour drive. Some of you flew because you've got more money than the rest of us. But um, without a doubt. Charlie says, I bet the Pirate shows up tonight and hypes them up. Um, They got a lot of run out of... uh, Dak and Cutler being there last night, huh? Um, different moods for, for those two guys, too. Duh, it cracked me up. Somebody needs to get Cutler a better fitting hat, though. He looked at the guy from Spaceballs. I, I, I put that out on Twitter, and people didn't appreciate it the way I thought. I thought it was hilarious. Um, this is what Cutler looked like. I'm going to share the screen. If you've ever seen the movie Spaceballs, uh, Let's see. I always take too long to share the screen. This is what Cutler looked like last night. Look at that hat. Look at that stupid hat. Get him one that fits his head. He looks like that guy. From Spaceballs. That's what he looked like. Somebody at Vanderbilt needs to get him a better fitting hat. Because that's just ridiculous. But anyway. Um, anyway. that was uh, That was fun. Lane actually showed up last night. All state players looked good at the plate. They looked comfortable. I mean, that's what—that's kind of what we've been talking about all year, right? With this team in particular, their backs were against the wall. You know, winner go home. All the pressure was on them last night, and 
Look at what they did. Look at how they delivered. Um, it's just a, their identity. And I know undoubtedly I'm going to get somebody, if Mississippi State loses tonight, I'll get somebody that says, oh, well, I thought you said they were clutch or whatever. And that's fine. Um, but last night and their performance and the way they played shows you and confirms what they are. Backs against the wall, they played their best. It's what they do. It's uh, it's what they do. And Sean, I agree with you. I, Rowdy Jordan's going to do something tonight. He's been too quiet. Whatever sets the rhythm up. Pitchers are odd, JP says. You've said it often about a few pitchers being head cases. Lots of ball players are superstitious pitchers or more creatures of routine and confidence. Yeah, I understand, like, you know, that's his thing, but I want to know how you how you learn that that is your thing. You know, where 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 did that develop from? It, it cracks me up every time I see it. Uh, <laughs> I messed up now. The dude will hold 22,002 seasons now. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably so. You say you're here and it's amazing. It, it looks spectacular. He has completely owned that stadium, too. Zach says, no one needs this more than Cohen after Moorhead's exit and DEFCON 1, that is women's basketball right now. That's a uh, that's a good point. Uh, you know, I I hear the criticism of John Cohen. and In fact, I, I support it. Because you can't get football hires wrong. With all due respect to baseball, baseball's not football, right? I mean, you, you can make a great baseball hire, but if you make multiple bad football hires, doesn't matter, you know? I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's a different animal in this state because baseball's so important, but Chris Limonis can win multiple national championships. And if the football team continues to have coaching turnover and bad hires and stuff like that, it's not going to matter. This is a conversation, maybe not for t- for today so much, because I've got actually got a lot of thoughts on it. This year in particular for Mike Leach uh, has to go well. I mean, he's got to beat Ole Miss. They've got to be comfortably in a bowl game, or else people are going to start turning their attention not towards Mike Leach, but towards John Cohen. Because if you make two football hires and they don't work out, fans are not going to want you to make the third. So, yeah, I mean, Cohen needs this one for sure. But I think as much as you guys care about baseball and love your baseball, doesn't hold a candle to football and the importance of that. But that, that's a conversation for uh, for after championship day for sure. But I agree with you. I mean, Cohen needs this one uh, considering everything that's gone on so far. David says if they build more seats at Duty Noble, there'd be more fans there also. But 99% of your games would have swaths of empty seats, and you don't want that. Uh, it wouldn't pay for itself, basically. It wouldn't pay for itself. Uh, Chris says his head obviously shrunk. <laughs> they need to get Cutler a bigger hat. That's the thing. Um, JP says if they lose, haters going to hate. Just let them know Monday through Friday you'll be on the live stream anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'll be here. I've been wrong before. I will be wrong again. But I am not wrong about this team and their mental makeup, regardless of what the uh, the outcome is tonight. Not wrong about them. Speaking of tonight, we get the pitching matchup that this sport deserves. I spent uh, some time last week talking about how I don't like how the College World Series is set up. 
because let's just pretend for a second. The score tells you that it's just laughable, but let's pretend Vanderbilt wins last night. We would have had the national championship get played without the best pitchers for either team pitching. A top 10 pick and a potential first round pick never touching the ball in a national championship. The fact that that's even possible, I can't stand. And I know that, you know, it's set up for, you know, the team that doesn't lose a game, that it gives them an advantage. I, I get that. But I, I'm talking, I, I'm a viewer, right? I'm, I'm a viewer. And what I want is the best players playing in the best games. Giannis going out last night for the Bucks makes me sick. I mean, it's terrible. I think he deserves it for sticking around in Milwaukee, staying in the small market. He was going to win a championship, and now he's out. I want to see the best players play. That would have bothered me if we'd have gotten a championship series with no Kumar Rocker and no Will Bednar. But tonight, we get that matchup. And the sports world deserves that matchup. College baseball deserves to put these two guys on the forefront of the sport with a national championship on the line. I know state fans possibly don't like hearing that because you would much rather not see Kumar Rocker and win and, and everything be good. But from a sports fan perspective, if you if you remove the the fanness out of your thoughts right now, we needed this matchup. We deserve this matchup between these two guys, both of which are possibly going to be first-round picks. We know Rocker will be. Some people think that Bednar has played his way into one as well. Base, college baseball needed this matchup. Sports needed this matchup. I am so excited that we get this. We get Rocker and Maldonado versus Bednar and Sims tonight. We we needed this. Baseball needs this. College baseball needs this. It will be electric. The one thing that I'm curious about is if both guys or one of the two guys is on some kind of a pitch count. Because I know I know the goal is to win a national championship. And I know Will Bednar is going to tell Chris Lamonis that he's good, he's ready, he's going to pitch for as long as you need me coach and I'm I'm good. However, he has not pitched on this short of rest at all. Hasn't done it. And I do think as a coach, and Chris Lamonis is really pitch conscious anyway, uh, as much as you would kill to win a national championship, I don't believe Chris Lamonis is going to do it at the expense of Will Bednar's arm. So I anticipate there's going to be some kind of a limitation. I don't think you're going to see Bednar throw 110 pitches tonight. I think that he will be on some kind of uh, some kind of pitch count because while winning a national championship would be an incredible thing the first time in your school's history, it's something as a coach that you want to do. It's your goal, but I don't believe that Chris Lamonis is going to do it at the expense of of Will Bednar's arm, which is absolutely the right thing to do. And it also, again, goes back to a point from earlier, which is why Johnson's performance last night was so important. Because you can comfortably not stretch Will Bednar tonight and turn around and give the ball to Landon Sims for multiple innings. So, I mean, if you're Chris Limonis today, that pitch count decision, if in fact he does make that decision, is much easier to swallow when Sims hasn't pitched yet. It's an easier decision to make. Kumar Rocker's been on an extra day rest, of course, so I don't anticipate as strict of a count, if one at all, from Tim Corbin. 
I mean, these are young kids at the end of the day, but I do think that is something that needs to be in consideration uh, tonight. No doubt it needs to be in consideration for both coaches, especially Chris Lamonis, uh, just because it's shorter rest. Uh, so we need that matchup. I can't wait for the matchup, but I don't anticipate these guys are going to get stretched 100-plus pitches tonight, and they shouldn't. It's the right decision. Um, it's a shame it's the one that has to be made. That This is why I don't like the championship series starting one day after the final game of pool play, because I would love to see rested pitchers going at it. I don't see the problem with it. I would push it back a couple days to make sure both teams can throw their best guys to have a real championship because this conversation shouldn't be had in a championship. But at least we get to see him. I do anticipate some kind of a pitch count tonight, though. Um, David says Cutler's no dad. Cutler's hat goes with his ability. Hey, Cutler was a pretty damn good quarterback, though. Um, He dealt with a lot of incompetence in Chicago. He also didn't really care that much, but he dealt with a lot of incompetence in Chicago. Um, win or lose tonight for State, another rip into the in- national championship curtain has been torn. It's going to happen. I agree with you, Norman. It, it, it's inevitable. It feels like this is the year, though. I mean, it feels like this is it. The way they're playing, the way everything is set up, um, it feels like like this is the one. But if it's not, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, this isn't one of those fluky situations like Michigan State making the college football playoff. They're not going back. That was a fluke. This isn't a fluke. I mean, they're there all the time. It's coming. It is absolutely coming. Sax says, when you mentioned that Discord server, was that a personal thing? Yeah, that's something that I would set up. Not, not through work. It would just... And I don't know what I would call it or anything like that. But um, the the digital age, the technology age has really um, allowed us, the, the people like in this business, if you will, more access to people and more things that you can do. And ultimately more things if you have enough people doing it that you could sell and, you know, obviously make more money, which is everybody's goal, right? Um. So I'm trying to figure out what platform would be best to have more of a back and forth, like connection engagement with people, because while radio is great and it's going to stay, it's here to stay. uh, You guys would be shocked at, at radio audiences. If some of these podcasts that are signing or if radio shows had some of the audience that these podcasts that are signing multi-year, million-dollar deals, they wouldn't stay on air for long. I mean, podcasting's great. Everybody's got one. People listen to them. But you'd be shocked at, at how sustainable radio's been. There's still an audience, and there always will be one. You just have to adapt, and I feel like we've done it. I, I want to continue to take steps into the future. Um, I just got to figure out what platform would be best. I mean, you've got Spotify Green Room which is something that I'm interested in, but not everybody uses Spotify. And obviously not everybody uses Discord either. Um, but the problem with radio is aside from a text line or callers, you, you, you don't have back and forth interaction with listeners. You know, they you shape your conversation to where it feels like they're a part of it, but they're not a part of it. And I want to do something where, where you guys are genuinely a part of the conversation, you know, where you're here and, and 
I can't figure out what platform I want that to be yet. Discord makes a lot of sense with its capability, um, but not everybody uses it. So I, I don't know what to do yet. But that, yeah, that's a personal thing. That's something I want to set up. Something I want to set up for sure. They mentioned next year's College World Series will be even more of a compressed schedule. It's a shame for the sport. I can't stand that. Uh, we should not be talking about pitch counts tonight. Like Again, I'm really happy that we get Rocker versus Bednar. This is what we want. You know, as sports fans, we want the, I want the best. I know as Mississippi State fans, you'd probably rather not see Kumar Rocker tonight. But if you win tonight, that means you beat the best to win the national championship. No asterisk next next to you. You know what I mean? You didn't get some COVID free pass or rocker, you know, not available or whatever. Winning's different when you beat the best, right? So as fans, you want to you want this matchup. I want this matchup, but we shouldn't be talking about pitch counts. It would be the right move for Chris Lamonis, though. I think it's one that he's going to make. He's arm conscious. He, he's arm conscious. And um I know in the moment, if it does happen, I'm, I'm projecting a lot of what I think is going to happen versus what I know is going to happen, but uh, there might be some criticism or, or disappointment. It's the right move. If you know, if it's a one-run game in, in the fourth and Bednar's thrown 80 pitches and that was your ceiling and he gets pulled, it's the right, it's the right move. If that happens. If that happens. JP says, yeah, Europe doesn't have AM radio transmitters in cars. Why? No talk radio. You want to reach the thinking masses. Radio, a challenge to listeners is get your vocab up if you're having a hard time getting your point across via a text line. I see it as a challenge to get you guys to understand what I'm thinking as we chat over a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Again, radio is here to stay. Is absolutely here to stay. Audience is strong. Everything else in media is falling apart. Newspapers, television. Radio's good. Um, but I do want to find other ways to really actually connect with people, do more things like this. Um, selfishly for, for money, but also because a way to build an audience that relates to you, that trusts you, is to do stuff like this. I feel like on the show, considering our setup and, and who I work with, I'm really not represented well. You know, that's the really that every time I go back and listen to our show, I feel like that's not really me. Um, and so doing things like this will change that, I think. Um, I can't figure out who I am yet in this business. And so I think this kind of interaction will will do much better. Scott says you have to be the best, beat the best to be the best. Absolutely. And, you, and Mississippi State gets that challenge tonight. Kumar Rocker is the best. He's supposed to be. Um you have to beat the best to be the best. So, my friend in Omaha currently posted a group chat message: "Screw the NCAA, screw the t- ticket master, screw scalpers, and screw." Uh, I don't recognize that name. I think he wasn't able to get tickets for tonight. Yeah, let's look at those. Let's see what StubHub has to offer uh, for tonight's game. Um, it's been a tough buy. For sure, unless you've got a lot of expendable cash. I mean, I I saw video last night of people that um, were in Omaha, couldn't go to the game because they couldn't get tickets, and were hanging out in the, in the team hotel waiting for the team to get back. Let's see, College World Series. 
So get in price right now is a hundred bucks, ninety five dollars actually, uh, for lower bowl section one twenty three, which is way down the uh, the third baseline. But you can get in right now for ninety five dollars. Uh, just two tickets there; those will get sold very very quickly. Um, and then it jumps up to one hundred and seventy dollars. <laughs> So 95 is your get-in price for two tickets, and it goes up to 170 and then everything else is in the 200s. You can buy ticket. Let's see what the most expensive uh, ticket is. Let's see. Um, how can I change price? How do I filter price for most expensive first? I don't know. Um, right behind home plate, somebody's trying to sell tickets for $8,500. Don't think they're getting $8,500 for the game tonight. That's just me. Uh, you've got tickets in the 900s, 700s. Wow, people are really ambitious. You can sit right behind home plate, row 21, for $379 a piece. That is the cheapest ticket right behind home plate. So if you want to go, you can go now for $95, though. Sit in the lower bowl as well. So I saw the irony in what Cross said to me yesterday. Let me scroll back and see what you were talking about. Um, do you hear the irony in Cross tell me yesterday? It's not always convenient to listen to the radio. So I turned the radio off and next turned on the TV. Ah, he's a radio guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely see the irony in that. He said, that's uh, an accurate feeling. I've come to enjoy your takes far more here than the rushed format of hard breaks and navigating around Cross saying it feels like all the time. It is different. Yeah, I um I I don't like this is going to sound bad. I don't like who I am on the show, on the radio show. I don't like it. Um everything feels rushed and forced and and um I don't know I don't quite know what my role is, you know. So I'm having a hard time with that. But that's why I'm doing this. A lot of fans at the old Mattress Factory in Omaha last night, too. Yeah, there's a lot more state fans there than um, uh, act, than actually in the stands. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, really excited for tonight. I know you guys are. I know you're probably nervous, like, to the point of vomiting. But um, it's been a hell of a run. It's been a really fun team to watch. Uh, the, the way they play is a lot of fun. Their mentality they're just kind of a gritty, you know, they're a team full of dirt bags, right? Uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. And tonight you get a pitching matchup that while might be short lived is one that we've been looking forward to for a long time and uh, on the biggest stage in the sport. So uh, I picked Mississippi state to win the championship series. And so that will be my pick tonight. Uh, probably the under really close game. I think Vanderbilt's lack of offense is going to come back to bite them. I think Rocker is going to be great. I think Rocker is largely going to keep Mississippi State in check. But I think State offense greater than Vandy offense. I think Sims greater than Maldonado, and that'll be the difference in the game tonight. And so that is my pick. And what an apt national championship, first national championship that would be for uh, for Mississippi State. Um, that would That would just make so much sense. And so uh, that's my pick. Enjoy the game tonight. Try your hardest to be calm all day. Try not to be nervous. 
This is um, this is gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait to watch it, and uh, I'll be back here tomorrow with you guys, recapping the entire thing. And then, I mean, it's almost July, and so after tomorrow, we'll turn the page and get ready for football season. I've got a lot of stuff planned for this thing, and of course, the radio as well. I've got a lot of stuff planned for this thing in terms of football previewing and stuff like that. I've got a vacation coming after media days. I will not be at media days. And so um, I will be here with you guys, uh, which is great. I don't want to take two weeks off uh, of this because of how well it's going. So I'll be with you guys that week. But the week after, I will be uh, on a little vacation. And then it's football season. So really excited about that, guys. Um, Really excited about the game tonight, of course. I may jump into Hey Dad's Green Room. I don't know if I'm going to be welcome there. That's the thing. I don't know if, if, if I'm wanted there, but uh, I may jump into that depending on how the, the game goes. But anyway, good luck tonight, guys. I, I know that this is a, an incredible thing, and it doesn't happen very much. So relish in it, and uh, I'll talk to you guys this afternoon and uh, tomorrow morning as uh, as well. So national championship tonight. Feels real this time, doesn't it? You know, In the first two games, you couldn't win the championship playing in them. Now it's real. This is it. There's no tomorrow for you, regardless. So, anyway, y'all have a good one. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning after what is hopefully a national championship. See y'all soon. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.